welcome to episode 252 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was engineered on Monday, 3rd of August, 2020. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA, where you'll always find a great selection of products at amazing prices with unparalleled customer service. For more information, just go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. Hey everybody, it's David from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast at www.thefredcast.com. I'm one of the hosts and producers of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. For show notes, links, and all sorts of other information, please visit our website at www.the-spokesmen.com. And now, here are the spokesmen. Hi there, I'm Carlton Reed, and for today's special episode, with my co-host David Bernstein and show regular attorney Jim Moss, we recorded with our webcams. You're getting the audio-only version of the show, but if you want to see us in the flesh, then the full episode is on YouTube. Search for it uh, in the YouTube app or check out the embed on our website, which of course is the-spokesmen. We had a few issues with Jim's audio, which I have fixed as best as I can. For the next video session, he's going to upgrade his microphone setup. And you could be on the show too, because the service we're using, Riverside.fm, allows for video call-ins from show listeners, or, well, in this case, show watchers. Notification of when we're going to be throwing open the show to anybody we like the look of will be on our Twitter pages. So for me, that's Colton Reed, and that's all one word, and it's R-E-I-D. Naturally, you'll have to have a Zoom-style setup with a webcam, external mic, and headphones. Come on the show, ask us questions, give us your points of view. We'd love to have you on board. It's bound to be a tech nightmare, of course. Uh, but so long as you're fully clothed and don't have too many dogs barking in the background, uh, we'll work through that. OK, so let's get into today's episode. We talk about Strada Bianchi, the bike boom, all things COVID-19, the likelihood of the Tour de France being staged and a little bit more, as you will and welcome to episode 252, 52, 252 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. And it's actually the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast, or a triangular podcast anyway, uh, because I have got two guests with me, two regular guests with me today. And I'm looking at the camera here, but uh, down on my monitor here, I can see them. So I can see uh, David Bernstein and I can see Jim Moss. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. How's it going, Carlton? It's going, it's going good. Now, for people who are going to be getting this in the normal way, as in via iTunes, Spotify, however you get your podcasts, and you're getting the audio, then we're doing this with vision. But we're not doing this with Zoom. We're doing it with a program called Riverside. So it's new to everybody. Uh, we've been coming in and out of vision. It's been, it's been a nightmare. So far to tell the truth, but who cares? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna persevere. We're gonna we're gonna first of all we're gonna talk about 
Well, we haven't talked together, have we? We haven't talked together uh, together for some months. So we haven't talked about uh, the, the amazingly horrible uh, pandemic and what it's done to our our lives. So, so David, I'll start with you because I can actually see you because Jim's actually disappeared, even though I'm sure he's there. What, where, how, how are you? What are you doing? Are you, have you been at home? Have you been shielding? What have you been? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think much like everybody else. Well, first of all, um, knock on wood, we've all been safe and healthy and uh, nobody here has gotten the dreaded. So we're, we're, we're happy about that. And I, I know it's been the same for you, despite you know, people in the medical profession in your life. So, um, so it's been, it's been interesting, but no, I've got, uh, wow. My adult kids are back home working from home full time. Uh, I'm working from home. Uh, my wife is working from home. Uh, and as everybody, as everybody knows, I normally travel. I'm on multiple planes a week. I haven't yep. seen, I haven't seen an airplane up close since March the 2nd. And is that good? Uh, is that good? Have you enjoyed yes that? Yes and part? no. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, uh, you know, my business requires, uh, for the most part, that I visit uh, with my clients. Uh, and so it's difficult not to be on site with my clients. So I'm doing a lot remotely. Um, I'm doing a lot of webinars and seminars and Zoom calls sitting right here. Uh, not wearing a cycling t-shirt usually, but, um, you know, for during the week. But this is, I'm kind of planted here. Otherwise, um, you know, I think like the rest of the world doing more cycling, uh, which has been great. Um, my younger daughter, um, who some of the Fredcast listeners may remember from years and years ago when we rode across California together, she bought herself a new road bike and she's become a cyclist. So that's cool. Um, and I would say that uh, uh, as far as cycling, I would say my wife and I are in the best cycling shape we've we've been in in years. So, um, yeah, so that's great. And I know that it's been really good for the bike industry and maybe we'll talk about that. I'm sure Jim may have some comments about that, but, um, yeah, overall we're doing fine. Uh, and I think like the rest of the world looking forward to, um, um, a vaccine (laughs) uh, so that we can all go back to our normal lives, but otherwise, yeah, all is well. Jim, are you in the best, uh, cycling shape of your life? I mean, not like when I was 20 years younger, but yeah, getting good. Mountain, not as good. I'm not climbing well this year, uh, but I'm also trying a lot harder stuff now that I think about it. I mean, I, I did a mountain bike run a couple weeks ago that was like 14 square swear words per every 10 foot of distance. So, um, uh, you know, they, they brought in concrete caissons to keep the trail from disappearing. Um, the road, I'm happy, I'm happy on the road and I'm climbing a lot more, which, well, something you have to learn how to do in Colorado or you don't ride at all. Um, life is good. We're, Gail and I are both healthy. The dogs are demanding more time since we're both here constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, got one here in the studio, um, checking for security breaches. Uh, and, but life is good. I, I mean, I've been working from home for 18 years, so there's nothing new here for me. Um, but the uh, it, it's it's exciting. I get a little batty, you know, just having no real outside contact. And, and Zoom is not outside contact, and mostly because mm-hmm. you know I have so many education courses I'm taking, or I'm just listening a lot to conversations where I'm not important. Um, and so I set that on one computer and I keep working on my other, uh, but life is good. You know, we're, we're, 
uh, I got all of most of my clients uh, to close their summer camps. I've not had any summer camp disasters, which mm-hmm. here in the United States are going to, that's going to be the litigation nightmare. Um, whenever season closed, of course, that became a monster. Um, you spend $120,000 to go climb a mountain and then the country closes and you lose your money. Um, and then the bike industry, bike industry is just going nuts. Um, to the point that, not only can you not find bicycles to sell, but you can't find tires. Twenty-six um, mm-hmm. inch tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-six yeah. inch tires have disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody is bringing everything out of the market. I've got one guy who owns a cycle shop who's driving around Saturdays to garage sales to look <laughs> for bikes that they can buy and refurbish and sell in their shop. Um, the, the storerooms that of all the shops I visited are empty. Or they're filled with bikes that need repaired because there's no more room in the back to store the repaired bikes. So the cycling industry is just in heaven. And, and you're seeing people everywhere. I mean, it's, it's almost as bad as skiing nowadays on our, on our bike paths. It's, it's, I call skiing slalom skiing because you're, you know, you're going around the beginners all the time. And that's what's, what cycling is. Um, at, at one day last week, I saw six African Americans cycling which is fantastic. I mean, normally in the past, if you saw one a week, it was amazing. Um, and electric bikes are now everywhere. Um, I did a ride, a mountain bike ride, and I just had one section going uphill, kick my butt, pop it up 18 inches and then maneuver the handlebars between two trees. And by the time we got done, the bike's laying one place. And I'm laying wrapped around a tree, you know, and I'm, get up and get organized and two older guys than I am came flying through there. And I was like, and then I noticed they had electric bikes. So I laughed. So, (laughs) you know, the, 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 the problem of, of, um, not being able to find bikes, um, is one, I mean, the mainstream media has caught on to, I've seen it in, in a number of, of, of major newspapers in the last two weeks. Um, I even, uh, called my local mobile bike repair guy. I just wanted a couple of tune-ups. And he's like, yeah, I'm six weeks out. September? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it was it was crazy. Carlton, how are you guys doing? We're doing okay. I mean, I'd like to say that I've, um, I'm doing a, a more cycling than I have been, but I, I'm not really. I'm doing some cycling, um, but roughly the same as I was probably doing before. I haven't, haven't decreased it and I haven't, increased it but we're all healthy and there's five of us like you david there's now five of us uh, a full house here including the dog so that's six um so we're 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 heart hearty hale and healthy so we're fine thank you so if anybody's if anybody's followed your social media they know that you've had the the opportunity to do something that we haven't you traveled you can't go. So, yes, I have, David. Thank you. I have yeah. been to Switzerland, uh, where the World Championships are going to be held. In theory, touch wood. There's no wood around here, but touch wood. Uh, the, the World Championship, UCI Road World Championships will be held uh, in September. So I was able to take a train from my home in Newcastle. And it was eight o'clock in the morning. And I got to Verbier in Switzerland uh just before midnight so it's a long you know many many connections but i got there i didn't have to fly 
you know, because flying at the moment, I wouldn't be very uncomfortable, I would be not comfortable with. Train, you know, on in the UK at least, and in the Euro uh, Star train, you are the seats are blocked off, so oh. nobody can sit next to you. You've got your mask on, yeah, that's obligatory, but nobody can sit anywhere near you, uh, which is bad for the train companies because they can't sell all their tickets. But it's good for the passengers in that all of a sudden you've got first class uh, rail service. You've got as much room as you could possibly uh, want. So I went to Switzerland for that fantastic three days of riding. So I guess I am doing a bit more riding when I get to go to Switzerland. Uh, But normally, no, no, I'm I'm not doing as much as I, I would be. Well, it's uh, it's a privilege that we are able to get out, but that that might change because uh, our our R number is creeping back up again. So we might come back into into lockdown completely. Um, so you're right, everybody. The the the, the bike industry appears to, to be booming, and I'm saying appears to be because the stats aren't in. We haven't got all the stats. All we've got so far is anecdotes, and. Bike shops selling out of stock, as I tell journalists who, 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 when they ring me up and ask me these sort of things, I say, look, it's fantastic that appears we're booming. But you actually look at the actual figures of, say, major stores like Halfords. They're not doing that fantastic. They're doing like maybe one, two percent up. It's not like doubling of a market. It's we need to see the figures is what I'm trying to say is we need to find out what has actually happened because if everybody's sold out of bikes, that's almost uh, uh, that's just because the, the 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 bike trade isn't very good at the moment. It's been uh, eight nine years of being in the doldrums, so the bike trade hasn't been ordering bikes for a long time. So we've been going at very low stock levels for a long time, and bike shops no longer stock bikes. All these different factors would say, well, of course we'll sell out of bikes instantly because there's no bikes in shops anyway. So we need to work out, has this actually been a, a genuine boom? And my book, which is very pleasantly called Bike Boom, uh, wrote that a few years ago, that's sold out. You can't buy that anywhere at the moment. So clearly people have been searching for Bike Boom and actually found the, uh, this book. But of course, that was in the 1970s Bike Boom, which was a genuine Bike Boom because that lasted for four years. And they were genuinely... You know, they went from, you know, uh, like seven million uh, in the US per year selling bikes to 14 million bikes per year. So that was a genuine doubling of the market. And I would hazard a guess that we're not actually in that kind of zone with the bike industry at the moment. It's just a lot of it is just artificial in that there's just not that much stock there anyway. Let, let's get away from the bike boom and, 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 and talk about racing is back. David, did you mm. watch it yesterday, the Strada Bianchi? It's, it's not even a, a, a classic in many respects. It's quite a new race. But did you watch it and what did you think about it? I didn't watch it. Uh, I was yeah. riding. It's very hot here right now. So I got to either ride early in the morning or late, 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 late in the afternoon. So no, I was out doing a 30 some odd mile ride yesterday, but it was fun. Here's what was the fun thing. It was fun watching Twitter. Um, and, 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 and it was, it was, it was as if the cycling fans came out of hibernation 
And, you know, spring had arrived and the sun was shining and the clouds had parted and they were finally able to chase after whatever live feeds that they could find before the live feeds got shut down and then they had to go to the next one. Um, um, But I I read accounts of it and from what I know, it's a... It's a, I was going to say a bad word. It's a really hard race. Uh, Have you got it on record somewhere, David? Have you got it like stored DVR? No. Um, It's a real shame because it it was a, it was a beautiful race. It was really, really, I mean, scenically. I mean, I can imagine if, if, because I'll just paint a picture here. It's very, very dusty. Obviously the, the Strade Road, Bianchi White is the white roads of this area uh, uh, near Siena. And it was very, very dusty. So the motorbikes, which were actually kicking up all the dust, the photographers on the back of those will actually have some amazing shots of basically riders in pure dust. You can see that from the TV shots. So the the, yeah. the, the print magazines are going to have some amazing shots of this race. Jim, did you did you watch it? Did you see pictures of it? No, no, sorry. What? This is a cycling podcast, and you're not watching the stuff. <laughs> hey, guys, let's let's talk- start having a video again. Let's 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 talk about the races. Did you watch it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you know, you were you were talking about the photographers having some great shots, and I know Brian, you know, our friend from Velo Images, mm. he yep. he's got. Um, this, he had this series. It was like before and after the Peloton. It was like, this is what the guys look like when they go sign in. And then it was, this is what they look like when they finish the race. And I can mm-hmm. imagine if he did that yesterday, the, 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 the photos that he would have taken. And I've seen some of the shots. It looks, it looks amazing. But to see, you know, what was it? Uh, a, a large percentage of the Peloton not finishing the race. Um, because it's, because it's that difficult. Um, and I, and I do know the, it's a hilly area. I mean, Siena is known as a, a hill town. So, um, it's, it's just a, a gorgeous place to ride through. I, I was interested. See, this is where we've all become, um, public health officials. I was interested from, you know, sort of a health perspective. How do you get, because I'm, when I'm cycling, I'm cycling with my family. Um, but like yesterday, I saw a whole team go by. Um, there were probably eight of them in a pace line. And of course, this is in the United States where we have these crazy um, surges. And I thought to myself, well, that, that considering our new uh, focus on hygiene, uh, I thought, well, that doesn't look safe. And then I start to think about the pro peloton and I, and, and, you know, Carlton, we've got a lot of American sports re-beginning, re, restarting here. Um, baseball's got problems uh, where, you know, they've got several teams who basically have said, well, we can't play because we've had too many positives. Um, uh, 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 soccer had issues. Um, thankfully, basketball, knock on wood, because of the way that they've they've put everybody into this bubble, they're not. But there's no bubbles in professional cycling. And I, if, I, think, I think Israel... Uh, um, what are they called now? Israel Startup Nation uh, had had an issue with a, with a positive test, uh, and and so I, I just get concerned about all these guys in this tight group, um, breathing heavily, being close together, and I, I love cycling, but it also at the moment I look at it and sort of gives me the willies. I was riding in in the pack. So there's, there's about uh, eight riders out in Switzerland. And there was this, I don't know what you call it across there in America, the snot rocket. 
But you know yes. what a snot rocket yeah, was? We, okay. We, we call it that too. Do you call it that? Okay. So the snot rock, and I'm thinking, I, 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 you should be like 20 miles ahead of me to do a snot rocket at the moment. That is just not on. But it's just, it's just natural for people to do that sort of thing without thinking. He actually did it a few times. So that's, that was really annoying. Uh, touch wood, I, I haven't come down with anything. So he, he didn't have anything. But those sort of things are going to be coming up in, 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 if people going out like with your friends, you can say something, but if you're racing with somebody, you're not going to be able to say anything. So these sort of, you know, you, you pass bodily fluids when, when you're riding along at 30 miles an hour, but, uh, people might not know this, but you pass bodily fluids. So d- d- disgusting, d- d- doesn't it? to use your term, does the snot rocket become an offensive tactic where um, you're mm. in, in the Peloton and you do that so that you, maybe you can get a little bit of distance and gain an advantage? You would definitely gain an advantage. You could do that and then sprint away. Until they hey, don't give people ideas. Yeah, it'd be an advantage until they caught you and beat the living crap out of you. Mm. So. Or find you, you know, 100 Swiss francs or something. Yeah. Mm. So that brings me on to then, if, if we, do we think the Tour de France is going to go on? Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. He was just right there. Why, Jim? Because uh, that's all I've been doing now for three months is studying this disease. And if you believe that you can run an event and not kill somebody or permanently, permanently cause damage to thousands of people, you're an idiot. Um, in Colorado, we found out that if you catch COVID-19 and you are between the ages of 20 and 40, you have a 20% higher chance of having a stroke. Wow. Okay. Yes. There's all sorts of these numbers that are coming out on these preliminary studies that haven't been reported yet that I'm, you know, finding all the time. There's uh, another study that shows that it causes permanent damage in most people, not only to their lungs, but to their hearts, their brains, their livers, and their kidneys. The autopsies that they are doing on some of the deceased are showing massive clotting problems throughout their entire bodies. Um, Gail has a new job. She's selling PPE. If anyone needs a truckload of masks or, or whatever, let me know. Um, <laughs> and, and in fact, a couple of friends of mine from the cycling industry, of course, own Chinese companies, uh, just switched them over and they're, you know, she's going great guns with them, but the, the, it's just scary. Um, my sister, uh, this is even scary. My sister runs 29 nursing homes. She's wow. had two instances of the, disease in her nursing homes. One, they had a medical emergency. They sent the patient to the hospital. The patient at the hospital got the disease, but she was notified by the hospital on the way back. And they were to quarantine that patient. And she survived. She, my sister immediately locks down the nursing homes. When somebody comes in, a therapist, doctor, employee, their temperature was taken. Medical history was checked. They had a therapist come in, medical was okay. Temperature was normal at 8 a.m. At 2 p.m., the therapist says, I'm not feeling well. Temperature was 101 and climbing. She had worked with five patients. She had talked to six people. All 11 got the disease. Two died. It is not something to play around with. But is, 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 is your concern for the Peloton or is your concern for potential spectators? The spectators. Yeah, mm. it, it, for both. It, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it, we, you know, obviously when I cycle, I breathe hard. 
In fact, it's now the number one thing on my resume that I do well. Um, <laughs> and and so you're close to the race. You cannot think about it. If you're doing snot rockets when you ride, are you not going to get close to the riders if it's a spectator? It, the, the whole concept of bicycle racing is, you know, rear wheel to front wheel. You're breathing whatever the guy is exhaling in front of you, no matter what. One person in the peloton is going to pass it to everybody else. One spectator mm. on the side of the road could pass it to the peloton. But Jim, they 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 ran a race yesterday, yeah. apparently successfully. So might that not be a test? And are you just thinking because it's bigger, the Tour de France, then that's the reason it can't go on? I think that in two or three days, we'll find out if that race was successful. Yeah, and yeah, they, true. You can't okay, get on now. And one. And two, we may not know. Were there any spectators at that race? You know. They, they weren't a huge number. They, they would definitely yeah. stayed away. So we may not know for ever, maybe, if a spectator got sick from it. Um we and and you could you can pass the disease and not have the symptoms. You can you can carry the virus and not be sick. So we may never know. It it's it and and the issue is is we don't know enough about it to make that decision. We don't know if you're going to live or die. I was talking to a doctor, an ER doc in New York City. He says, yeah, one of the things that you're saying diabetics and if you're overweight. This is one of the things that we're not announcing, but is, we're finding out is true. If you're an alcoholic, if you intake too much alcohol, your chances of dying of this disease are greatly increased. Um, but but we have to think, right, that the Peloton aren't alcoholics, um, that they... Spectators you know, that they, are. Y- yeah, sure. Um, the Dutch is. one. The <laughs> is. No, 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 no. Look, look, I think... Here's the here's 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 the thing, and it's the same again. Pick a sport. Um, sport is big business. Sport means billions of pounds, dollars, euros, whatever it is. And I think that if you are whether whether you're ASO, the producers of the Tour de France, or you are an owner of an NFL franchise. Uh, or you are the manager of a football team, that's football as in soccer, you're, you're watching your business suffer as, mm. as so many people are. And, and these are huge businesses. And mm. I, uh, my opinion is that, we, that, that the Tour de France will start. I don't know whether or not the Tour de France will finish. And mm. and that's that's a concern. And 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 what's what's let's look at it from a cycling fan's perspective. Forget the business for a moment. As we saw yesterday, I told you there was like a reawakening on Twitter, which was cool. Um, mm. Cycling fans are hungry to watch cycling, and we can talk. And I'd love to about the, these virtual races. But um, cycling fans want the Tour de France to happen, and they miss it. Um, I, I I think that if if I th- and I think French cycling fans want to see the Tour de France. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's going to start. I just don't know whether or not it will finish. And I don't know. I haven't, I, I, I don't know. Have they, do either of you know, have they released their protocols for what their plans are for keeping the Peloton and the spectators safe? I haven't seen them. I haven't seen any. 
I mean, I, I'm like registered media, so I've been getting emails. So they have been uh, talking about how journalists can can lessen their impact, and of course, they they cancelled the attack. Right. You know, which would have been what thirty, fifty thousand riders coming in from all over the world. That's what that's. So they've cancelled like the major international um, event where people are coming in from from every corner of the world. But I guess they're thinking, well, we can closely monitor from now the the riders and the teams, so they're they're slightly bubbleized, yeah. not as, not as much of a bubble as uh, basketball, but they can they can monitor them. You know, they're testing them a great deal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I assume that's what they're thinking is we can monitor these guys. We can't monitor fifty thousand people coming in, uh, but we can monitor a relatively small number of teams, riders and and support staff. But that begs the question, of course, if, yeah, yeah, you can do them, but what about the spectators? You've got no idea how many spectators are going to be and whether they are going to socially distance. But I think I think it's going to depend sorry Tim, but I think I think it's it's going to depend on what happens because they're still doing the Dauphiné, the Criterium du Dauphiné. And I think that it depends on what happens there. To me, hmm. it's like the Dauphiné is the rehearsal, and it always is, right, for the Tour de France. Um, but this yeah. year, I think it's not just for the race itself, but for whatever the, the safety and protective measures that they're going to put in place for the fans and for the cyclists. And I think that they may learn a lot from the Dauphiné and then apply that eventually to the Tour. Sorry, Jim, I, I interrupted. And no, I, I, I understand. <laughs> I, I just First of all, I don't even think that professional sports teams that are bubbling the new term for not, you know, interacting with anybody are succeeding at that. I mean, the Marlins in baseball are excellent proof where they got 21 of their players now tested positive. Um, the basketball players in their bubbles, in their hotels in Orlando are still getting together at night, you know, and partying and having a good time. Um, the There's a trade association here in the United States for camps that created this bubble philosophy you keep the kids in small groups it's going to work all these camps that were financially on the edge said we're going to open up um we got an example here in colorado where three days after the staff came in they closed the camp 50 of the staff members were put up in individual hotel rooms in a hotel for two weeks there's a camp in georgia just got reported by the cdc 500 kids in camp, 250 cases of the disease in one week, you know, mm. and, 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 and then we go spread it. And so you get back from camp and grandmother hugs grandson, granddaughter, whatever it is. Um, that's no difference in cycling. We, we leave the side of the road, you know, where we've cheered. We were there for three hours. You're not going to talk to the person six foot away. And when you talk to somebody long enough, do you notice you're getting closer? So one of the things that I've constantly had to think about is I'm always stepping backwards because the conversations we're coming together. Okay. And I'm okay. Step back, step back, step back. I mean, I'm constantly stepping backwards is one thing I notice nowadays. So mm. side of the road, it's just going to spread like wildfire, wildfire, whether it jumps across the barrier to the Peloton or, from the peloton back to the spectators who knows now so jim can i just ask you a different question so it's not whether you think it'll go on uh, whether they're going to put it on it's do you think they ought to put it on no 
Absolutely not. I mean, I miss it. That sounds where you're coming from. You're you're giving all the negatives. So clearly you think they shouldn't put it on. Yeah, I I miss it. I mean, and there's some theories. One of the big theories that a couple of the lung specialists are looking at is that exercise may keep you from getting the virus. Using your lungs to the maximum capacity, which is the excuse I'm using to go out and put myself at risk and gale, you know, is that by cycling, I'm using my lungs. And mm-hmm. I have yet to see any cyclists that I know of or people who are serious exercise fanatics get the disease. Um, um, unfortunately, I know an attorney in Salt Lake City who is a very serious runner. Uh, and he got the disease in March or I think in April. Um, yeah, and actually, he says... That he at even I think it was April, and now here we are August, and he says he's not sure he'll ever be able to do the kind of running and the kind of distance that mm-hmm. he used to do. So, it, 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 so I think I think you know I don't want to I don't want people to think that just because you're cyclist you're not going to get it. Any right. of us and I didn't get want to imply it, right? that at all. Yeah, right. I mean, right. we are not giving out a medical advice here. We're we're not oh, even God, giving no. out bad legal <laughs> advice. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we give out bad cycling advice. So, you know, yeah, Carl, Carlton, I'm like, I'm like Jim. I don't think that they, I mean, I, I want to see oh, the tour de France, yes. but I don't think that they should. I want to say that at least from my perspective, and I think I'm speaking for, for you guys too, you know, look, uh, dear listeners, this is, these aren't from my perspective, these aren't political <laughs> statements that we're making. Um, and, and unfortunately, you know, this, this becomes political on either side. Um, the, the politicization of a pandemic is just a very strange thing to me. Um, so I just want you to know, these aren't, th- these are our, these are our feelings about sport and these are our feelings about health. Uh, and the health and welfare of the people that we like to follow, those athletes, and also the people like us. You know, we've all stood at those barriers watching races, whether that's in the UK or in Colorado or Utah or France or wherever or Israel. Um, and, and um, you know, you stand at those barriers and you are very close to other people. Uh, and And these are the kinds of situations in which uh, any kind of an illness can be passed. And when we're talking about a serious illness that can have, that can result in death or can have lifelong issues, it's not a political conversation then. It's it's one about so, caring for fellow humans. So one thing. So yeah. forget, forget um, the spectators. If you could have, so it's like almost like the, the soccer thing with football where you've got stadiums right. without any spectators in. So if you could organize it, that you had the Tour de France or you have any of these major races, but you had either no or very few spectators. Uh, so the question is, I'm rephrasing the question or asking the question again. Yeah. Would you then be happy with the race to be on? Or is it, is it still, no, it'll still be bad for the athletes. I don't think they're going to, I don't think the plan is to put the cyclists in a bubble. The plan is, you know, to, to put in extra protocols at their hotels and those kinds of things, but they're not putting them in a bubble. In, 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 as we've seen elsewhere without a bubble, the possibility goes up, the probability goes up. And so, and so, and, and, and seriously, how are you going to keep French fans off the roads? 
you know, um, the gendarme, there's not enough gendarmes in France um, to keep the fans off the roads. So, so we've got the fan problem. We've got the Peloton problem. So to your question, do I think they should, do I think from a safety? No, they shouldn't. Even, even with your hypothetical. The reason why I get media badges is so I can get closer. Yeah, right. Right? <laughs> I don't want to be on the one side of the fence. I want to be on the inside. I want to see the spokes go by, you know. I, mm-hmm. that, you, you know, that's what makes bicycle racing so phenomenal. Crap, if, if you get eight people together in Denver and they're riding together, there's three people standing in the sidelines cheering. It's a bicycle race, right? You get four friends together. There's always a race to the top of the hill. And, or the county sign or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's always a race. And, and we know where they are. Uh, pillar to post, lookout mountain here in, in, in Golden, right? You, you leave the pillar and you stop the timer at the post. And, and I'm still trying to get mine so it measures in minutes rather than hours. But it, it, it's what we do. It's what, cycle, what puts cycle racing so far ahead of, in my opinion, all the other sports. Because the people can reach out and touch and get in trouble when they do, the cyclists. You can't do – I mean, maybe in L.A. you can get that close that the sweat falls on you in a basketball game. But not in baseball, not in football. Only in cycling are there, are there's fans right next to the cyclists when they're playing. Mm. This is why I thought, I mean, I, I went on this trip to Switzerland. I, I think they're v- being very optimistic on thinking this this race will go ahead. I mean, they, they showed us all the protocols that are taking going to be taking place, uh, all the safety measures, all of the barriers that they're going to be putting on where normally there wouldn't be barriers for the spectators on the hill sections, et cetera, et cetera. But it really won't take that many people coming down with it uh, before before the World Championships to happen for it to collapse the World Championships. So uh, the Tour de France or the Dauphiné, I mean, well, how many how many riders will it take? One, ten support staff? How many will it take for them to think, right, no, no more races? And no matter how good Switzerland has prepared, and Switzerland is very, very low. The R number's low. It's actually the best place in the world. Uh, big data uh, has shown that Switzerland is actually the best place in the world. However, if the Tour de France is cancelled, then I can't see uh, that race going on in, in Switzerland. And no matter how many measures they put in place and no matter how many uh, or how low the R rate is in, in Switzerland right now, it's going to be a, a cascading effect, isn't it? So they were very optimistic to get me and other journalists across there. They want to rescue their their tourist season. They want people to, to come. I just think that is so optimistic to, to expect this these events to, to carry on. So I'm torn on whether they should carry them on. So I'm not with you, David uh, or Jim, saying they shouldn't carry them on. I am torn on whether they will go on. So when when I was invited to the ATAP and, you know, many, many months ago, that got cancelled. I, I put it out of my mind. I was then about 10 days ago, I was invited to the ATAP again. I did not think, right, I better get some training in here. I'm going to the ATAP. I'm still thinking, no, I, I don't think the ATAP will, will be on. And lo and behold, what was that, four days ago? 
you know, they've agreed that it, it, it's not going to go on. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But I'd love to, as, as Jim has said, I'd love to see it happen. I just, yeah. I just don't see it's going to happen. And, and you have the foresight of having medical knowledge in your household, right? You're getting better information than 99% of the world is when you made that decision. You know, the rest mm -hmm. of us are trying to interpret what's going on. Well, my, my doctor wife actually was quite worried about me going to, to, to Switzerland. And it was only when I was there and you're on the ground and you see all the measures and you see how normal it is in Switzerland. You know, you're wearing a mask on public transport, but restaurants, everything is open. Everything is fine. And there is no massive uh, cases in, in Switzerland. It's, it's almost back to normal. And they had those early. So the, the guy I was riding with, uh, the, the guide, uh, he had it. He said 70% of Verbier residents probably had it. And then what they did is they, they tackled it hard, very, very early and almost eradicated it. Whereas most other countries, and I'm including US and the UK in this, were far more lackadaisical, didn't stamp on it hard. And we are now suffering the repercussions from, from that now. I have a friend in New Zealand who's been sending me and posting things about skiing in New Zealand. New Zealand did the same thing. They stamped on a hard and the ski resorts are full and everyone's having a good time. Mm -hmm. Now, when you, they're going to eventually close the ports and close the airports because that's where the disease is coming from. Yeah. So let me, yeah, so let me ask off. you guys a question. I, I brought it up before and that is, um, these virtual races, you know, the, the ones where the pros were doing races on Zwift and things like that. Did you guys watch? Carlton's making a face. Did you guys watch? No. No. <laughs> Did That's, anybody you've do gotta be You've got to be hardcore, really, really hardcore to get a, a, a kick out of that. No. Yeah. The answer is no. And you, David? No, but listen, listen, no. there's people. No, 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 not, not at all. And I'm, I'm not a fan of Zwift. We can talk about that another time. But, but, um, um, you know, there are people who watch others play just regular video games, you know, whether it's Call mm -hmm. of Duty or, or whatever. So it's the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like watching somebody play a video game, except they're in their basement sweating away, trying to, you know, beat the other guy to the volcano in the Zwift yeah. Island or something. People always ask me why I don't go watching professional sports. I mean, Denver has every professional sports team that there is and more than any other city in the United States. And I've seen the Broncos once, the Rockies once, and the Nuggets once, and I'm done. You know, once a decade, I go see professional sports. And people ask me, because everyone wears orange and blue, or everyone wears whatever. I said, well, it's just like sex. I'd rather participate personally than watch. <laughs> there are so many good show titles in this show, Carlton. I don't know how you're going to choose, but okay. <laughs> No, I'm just visualizing it. I'm, 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 I need, I'm... So, but it's okay because so, you're in the best shape of your life, so you're fine. Oh, uh, no, it's so bad. It's too you know, bad. You know, on those lines, I mean, we were talking about, about bikes. It, you, you know who has done incredibly well during this pandemic with their bikes? Peloton. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sold yeah. out. They're Six completely sold out. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I poo poo that I say, oh, that's not real cycling. You know, I, I, I hook my real bike, my real bike up to a trainer. Um, but you know, they've done very, very well. Uh, and that's, you know, it's, 
it's it's a little bit like Zwift in some ways, um, but they've done, yeah. Wouldn't you like to own they, stock in that company? They, yeah, they kind of benefited from people ridiculing it, something yeah. rotten, a few months before the pandemic started. So it's it almost like perfect PR for them. It ramped up <laughs> uh, the awareness of this thing. Uh, pandemic starts, lockdown starts, boom, that's all you can do. It's amazing. Yeah. They couldn't have planned it better. In fact, forget China virus. It's probably Peloton virus. <laughs> <laughs> They clearly manufactured this in a lab. No, it was manufactured by dogs. Dogs created the virus. Think about all the oh, attention true, they're getting. Yeah. You know, all the people who are at home. Yeah. So my dog has never had so many walks in his life. Oh yeah. The well, this is just as crazy as demon sperm, isn't it? So come on, <laughs> this is just as e- as as bad. There's. I saw a study the other day that estimated sixty percent of all gyms, fitness facilities will not reopen, not because they're not going to survive, but because people have switched their training to in-home and they all bought weights. They all bought whatever they need. Mm -hmm. You see the new gym that's a mirror. You put it on your wall and it's like Peloton, but you lift weights with other people. Um, Oh, yes, yes, I saw that, yes. On Forbes, in fact, I saw it on Forbes. Yeah, and that's the next thing that the studies are showing up is who's not going to open after this, how many Mm. retail stores. Forty uh, percent of nonprofits are going to go under. Um, you know, we're, go- we're it's going to have a major economic repercussion worldwide. It's going to last for decades. Oh yeah, yeah. This it, is 20, 20, 30 years of impact. Yeah. We're, and, we're and talking all, about honestly. Now. I don't care if ASO has a bad year. I care about whether or not my neighbors do. You know. Yeah. And, and in mm-hmm. that case, let's not be stupid. There's your you show know? title. Let's not be stupid. Yeah. Um, oh, what about the sale uh, of buffs? Yeah. I got my mask on. Back to writing. Got my mask on. That's what I do. No, Talk actually, I got yeah. one. So I got Everybody one of does. those. Yeah, when I did the... Um, what's the Grand Fondo in Italy? <laughs> Hang on. The oh, Maritona. No, the Maritona. Maritona. Okay. Yeah, okay. when I did the Maritona, they they that's so stupid. I had to look at my jersey on the wall. Um, <laughs> um they gave me a great buff. And yeah, I wear that when I ride. And yep. then if I need to, I just pull it up over my face. It's a, it's great. Yeah. And by the way, See, if it's a cold morning, it keeps your neck warm. It's excellent. Which is See, when I was watching the, the race yesterday, there was a few teams like Trek, Sarah Segafredo had a team mask, and then lots of the other teams didn't. They were just wearing surgical masks. And you're thinking these guys are paid yeah. to display logos on jerseys, caps, everything. And they haven't done team masks. Are they crazy? You just go to the interview afterwards and you put on your mask. And and, and why aren't they having – so all team fans should be sporting their favorite team's masks. So if Absolutely. you're a football fan, if you're a cycling fan, you should be getting your – your your team's mask and and there just doesn't seem to be that many available and I, I'm very surprised at that. Yeah, I agree with you, David. Yeah. Talking about commercial things, can you can you give us an an, an ad break at this point, David? Absolutely. Well, and it's it's. I mean, to me, it's not even an ad. It's more like a like a, it's a like tribute. It's a tribute. 
Um, no, um, everyone knows that our our uh, longtime loyal and devoted, and we really appreciate sponsor is Jensen USA. Uh, and go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. Uh, whenever you, you need anything, you know, you, you can't find things in your local store. Jim said it. Uh, and while, when Jim said that, I immediately went to Jensen USA slash the spokesman and I looked to see what they have and they've got a, a good selection of items in stock. If you're looking for tires, you're looking for tubes. If you're looking for components or tools, because you know, your mobile bike repair guy is six weeks out as mine is. I looked, you can find that stuff on Jensen USA right now. They are open. Uh, they have free shipping over $60 and I mean, they even complete bikes. So Jim said, for instance, you know, you can't find a complete bike. You know, I look just Orbea, Colnago, Rocky Mountain, you name it, uh, the brands, you know, and I say this all the time, an amazing selection, great prices and unparalleled customer service. What do I mean by that? When you call, on the phone, you're going to get a gear advisor. Now, a gear advisor isn't just some person, you know, in, in a phone bank. This is somebody like you, like me, who rides. Um, they ride to work, they ride home, or they go on the trails uh, uh, at lunchtime. And um, they're just like you. And they've ridden the stuff that you're asking about so they can give you expert advice. So check them out. It's jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. And we do ask that you use that URL because then they know that you heard about them right here on the spokesman. So we appreciate you supporting them. We really appreciate them supporting us. Make sure you use that URL at Jensen USA. It's jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. And now back to you, Carlton. Thank you, David. I'm assuming, I haven't checked this, but I'm assuming they, Jensen USA, that is they, uh, like many uh, companies, are working remotely. So those gear advisors, I'm assuming, are not going to be in in the normal depot. They're going to be at home doing gear advice. Do you know? Yeah. Have you have you checked this, David? Or does it I say on their website? I, probably? I, I haven't. It it, uh, it doesn't say on their website. Um, it does say that, for instance, they're doing curbside pickup for those of you in Southern California. If you don't want to wait for shipping, you can go and you know it's just like when you get your to go items and they bring it out to your car. Um, but I'm going to guess that you're right. And it's, you know, mm -hmm. these days it's easy to work from home. I also think one of the other things that I've noticed, especially in the cycling industry, is what European companies are no longer here in the U.S. Um, we're, I think we're losing a lot of companies. I mean, not just from the uh, attrition of competitiveness in the cycling industry, but because the communication is just easier to close down a, an operation than it is to try and keep it open during this period of time. Uh, I've been tracking down several companies that seem to have just, and I don't know if that's this or because of lack of interbike slash trade show, um, that mm -hmm. whole thing. And that's a whole another spokesman we can talk about, sea otter, trade show, that type of stuff, or um, other marketing issues or the virus. But several companies have just sort of faded away. Hey, Interbike was uh, collapsed anyway, wasn't it? That wasn't oh, yeah. going on with coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It had already died. It was, uh, so, so we're already remodeling our society in many ways, even before uh, the virus. So with David saying were, he's doing much more remote things, you're probably doing some more remote things previously, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Some, but but again, still putting my butt in an airplane seat most of the time and going to going to see people. It's interesting, you know. There was supposed to be another, a new 
uh, outdoor industry trade show uh, that mm. was going to be this summer right here in Salt Lake City. Uh, and actually, mm. um, we we know the person who was putting it on because yep. he used to put on press camp. Um, and of course, before that, he was at uh, uh, Interbike. Uh, but of course, it was postponed until next year as well. But it's funny, Jim, you were talking about European companies and it reminded me, a friend emailed me recently, uh, a, uh, I think it was a Velo News article about um, something, some press release that FSA had put out. And and they 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 referred to them to them as an Italian company, uh, and he he uh, he emailed me and said, well, "When did they become an Italian company? Because I think you were there at the beginning of that company. Uh, mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. an Italian office, but they're not Italian." <laughs> well, I've just ordered a, a headset for my giant bike, and it's an FSA. So there you go, David. Yeah. <laughs> I have in this drawer. I think I still have the original uh, trademark uh, or uh, or copyright. Of the name. Well, for people who let's 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 go through that about that history, David, because a lot of people who've listened to this show before might know. But tell us, tell us again about your 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 start in the industry, FSA. Even oh knowing goodness. people like. Josh Horn and stuff at school. Oh, you, 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 okay, well, well, Josh, that's a different story. Josh and I met in high school. Mm. <laughs> and if you don't know, Josh is, uh, 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 for those of you who, who may not know, um, originally was working with his father at Dahan, the folding bike company, and of course now uh, uh, running Turn, the folding bike company. Or the bike company, I think, is probably the better way to say it. No, no, I met Josh in high school. No, my, my start in the industry was in 1988. Nine, um, when I was working for the parent company of Tioga, the uh, mountain bike uh, com- and BMX component company, and of course we owned Shogun, and and we also did. We were a, it was a Japanese trading company, so we we dealt with. We, I, there were, at one point we touched seventy percent of the Shimano product that moved around the world, so that was a big business. Mm. And then from there, I started my own marketing company in the bike business, and one of the brands that I helped start was FSA. So, and I, and it's, it's, I, I love seeing that logo on people's jerseys at the Tour de France or, you know, on, on almost every bike out there. You said you're ordering a headset for your giant and it's an FSA. I'm not mm-hmm. surprised. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, I did a lot of marketing and PR and sales uh, in the bike industry all around the world. And it was a ton of fun. And then I left the bike industry and instead started podcasting. And how long have we been doing this, Carlton? 11, 12 2006. Years? 2006. Wow. 14 years. That's it- crazy. It in podcast terms, it's it's a long time. Um, let, let's find out where people can can find each other at the moment on social media, which might be a bit different to to, to before. So I'll start with uh, David. David, where can we where can we find you, and what are you doing on social media right now? So it's funny. I was I was I just opened up my phone to see um, um, to make sure I had my my. Instagram name right, which is Fredcast, and that's probably where you can find me. I am a an infrequent poster, and when I post, it's usually bikes or dog. Um, sometimes well, you, you were cycling through an oil painting yesterday. I was. Oh, a, it was painting, a gorgeous a painting. ride. Yeah, it was a gorgeous yeah. ride. Um, and that that picture was taken. I mean, as the crow flies, probably three miles from my house. It was just beautiful. And was that filters? Are you are you boosting mm. some of that, or was that literally you were riding no, through that, that? That's what it looked like. Yeah, no. that was pretty yeah. awesome. Okay. And then if you look, yeah. there were some pictures from 
from last week when I rode to Evanston, Wyoming, um, which was a lot of fun too. And and it's funny because if you look at each of them, you're looking at a gravel road or a dirt road. And of course, I'm on my road bike. <clears throat> but, um, you know, sometimes you can't avoid that here. No. So you find me on, on Instagram. I am Fredcast. And it's funny. I, I would have to go back to Twitter and see when the last time was I tweeted. It's probably been a couple of years. I just don't tend to tweet. Uh, I know. Carl and you got me into prolific. this. Yeah, you're prolific. Yeah. Yeah, you got me into this. So I blame you. Definitely. <laughs> but while Jim is telling us where we can find him, I'll look up and I'll let you know when the last time I got tweeted. <laughs> so, Jim. Recreation Law. Um, I post continuously on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and I never go to those sites. Um, I use a service. I post it. It puts the stuff out at the right time. I, I I see Facebook as a never-ending black hole of information, of which 30% of it makes me furious, and the other 70% mm -hmm. I agree with. So, um, best way to find me is just to email me at recreation.law at gmail.com, or go to my website recreation-law.com. Not much is thank you, yeah. and and you can email me too. I'm the Fredcast at gmail.com. Um, okay. and the last time I tweeted was 125 days ago when we did a lockdown Whoa. edition of the spokesman with oh. Carlton, Donna, Tim, Jim, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and Richard Mazner from Psychalicious. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's a good show. Uh, 125. That's a long time ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking 125 seconds probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe minutes, maybe minutes. I yeah, a, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely a, prolific. I have a Carlton Reed column on TweetDeck. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I recommend that to everybody. Yeah. You know, definitely get a, a, a column with me. Um, so, yeah, I'm as a, as you've kind of kind of like previewed there, I am definitely prolific on Twitter. I agree with you, Jim, about the black hole that is Facebook. I will post on Facebook. Don't expect an answer. The people send me like stuff on Messenger and I'll answer it maybe three months later when I open Messenger up. You know, people say, oh, we're trying to reach you urgently. And it's like, are you still trying to reach me urgently when you, you know, eight months ago? Uh, so Twitter at Carlton Reed is, is where I'm definitely at. Instagram yeah, is dogs. And of course, Forbes. So Forbes.com. Thanks to my co-host, David Bernstein, and show regular Jim Moss. Don't forget, as well as listening to today's show, you can also see us come alive in our home studios because we recorded moving images with our webcams. The moving is mainly waving our hands about and some surreptitious keyboard action, Jim. Uh, so don't go expecting any visuals of us on our bikes or anything. That's probably a good thing. Uh, you can watch this episode on YouTube at the-spokesmen.com, which is also where you can find a show transcript and links and other stuff. And as I mentioned in the intro, you can be on the next show. Meanwhile, get out there and ride.